yeah. Okay, sorry about that, guys. For you listeners, I just had to do a part two with Dale because, uh, yeah, this kind of is going a little bit further than I expected. But I hope you don't have anything else to do or you're okay hey, with no, time. Hey, I'm, I'm good. We'll keep it rolling here. I'm Perfect. good. I'm All good. right, so yeah. we're going to jump in again. We were talking about love, relationships, how you met Lauren, where you are now, and everything in between. Yeah, so I'll take us back to the start. So um, it was after my first or my second year uh, in Vancouver. Uh, I came back to Winnipeg. It was maybe like the first couple of days I was back. How old were you? Sorry, how old were you? Uh, uh, 23, 23, 24, somewhere around there. And I was out. I think I went to Earl's with one of my buddies. We're having a couple of drinks. We're like, hey, a couple of our buddies are at this bar. Let's go check it out. And I went to the bar. We met a couple of girls. Hey, we're having this party over here. Let's go to this party. So we went to one party. We're there probably, oh, I don't know, like 1 o'clock. It was getting pretty late. And the one girl that was that came with us from the bar, she goes, Hey, my other friend's having a party. Let's go there. I said, okay. So we go there. It's me, my my one friend Mark, and this Is girl. Mark who? Mark who? Uh, just just a local guy here. Oh, okay, okay. Because if you had like pro friends, like you know, shoot shoot the names out if you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no. So Mark, and, local friend, local friend, Mark, got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we we head over to this other party, and I get to the door, and this girl answers the door, and it's Lauren, and I'm like, okay, this girl's hot. I like this. this is a good party. <laughs> okay. um, I'm glad. I'm glad we came Winnipeg. here. You're in Winnipeg, correct? Yeah, yeah. We're in Winnipeg, and you know, we we walk upstairs in this townhouse. And, you know, I don't hear any sounds. I don't hear any music. And I'm like, you're here for the gangbang. Sick. Like, what's going on here? Like, it's, it's Lauren. It's her friend that we came with and my buddy. And I'm like, okay, like, where's the party here? And she's like, oh, and Lauren, like, I'm, I'm literally, I've never seen this girl, never talked to her, never met her. Is like, obviously mortified. This is like three o'clock. She just got home from working and her friend obviously brought us there and i'm like you know i was uncomfortable because i knew she was uncomfortable and i'm sitting there with my buddy i'm like hey we, we gotta get out of here this is crazy man like and her friend was she was loaded at this time and i don't know what her friend's plan was maybe she's trying to set me up with her i don't know if that was a big big plan but um we stayed for a couple of drinks we left uh obviously this was 2000 uh 12 2013 so facebook was big we didn't have facebook, Instagram. yeah i was gonna we didn't, say yes. we, you know we didn't have any of that stuff so uh, we, we had Facebook. So I added on Facebook. I didn't get a request back for about a month and a half. Nice. And so I completely forgot about her at that point. I'm like, okay, she didn't add me, you know, six weeks gone by. I was like, okay, she didn't like me, whatever. We're, we're on, we're on to something new. And all of a sudden I get a, you know, you get the accepted friend. I'm fired up. I'm like, geez, like, let's go boys. I, yeah. I, I, I totally, forgot. I to- totally forgot about this girl. And I messaged her and I try, you know, she adds me and she won't, I'm trying to get her to go out with me. I'm like, Hey, let's, let me take you out. Let's and you're back in Vancouver or are you still, are no, you- this, this was, yeah, this was still in the summer and okay, uh, cool. summer and I, yeah. And it, it was uh, the, before the lockout year in Vancouver. So I was staying in Winnipeg longer than normal. Yeah. Normally, normally I would have been in, in uh, Vancouver at the time, but so I'm trying to get her to go with me. I'm trying to get her to go out with me and she, you know, no dice, no dice. She's making all these excuses. I'm like, like, why did this girl even add me if she didn't want to go with me? Like, what's up? Sorry, sorry, I don't want to cut you off. She knows, like, you're in the like, she knows you're in the NHL, all that stuff. Like, uh... yeah, yeah. She she had an idea of who I was. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. And uh, so finally, she's like, okay, I'm I'm babysitting my nephew, and, and I, I was hounding her all the time, and I was like, okay, I'll come over there. She's like, well, I'm at my sister's house. I don't really know if you want to come here. I'm like, I'm in. I'm coming. And I, I you know, I I. 
I'm driving at like 10 o'clock. I'm trying to go meet her and driving. And I go down this, I, I thought it was a joke because I'm going down this farm road and it's pitch black. And I'm like, come on, like, where's your sister live? Like, this is all a big setup. Like I felt like, <laughs> felt like an absolute schmuck. Um, Cause I, ne- I never been down that road my whole life living in Winnipeg. Uh, turns out I, you know, I drive for another mile and there's like absolute shacks, like huge houses. Everywhere. Oh yeah. I'm like, okay. I'm like, okay. I've never, I've never seen this area before. Okay. No. And I, you know, pull up like sick pad. I'm like, Jesus, what is it? What is her sister doing? Like this house is incredible. <laughs> so I come inside and we're hanging out a little bit. She has her friend there. We hung out for a couple hours, um, hung out with her, her nephew a little bit and I'm leaving and uh, you know, she gives me like a, like a half hug. I was like, Jesus, I guess. Oh, like, no, though, like, like the stepbrother hug, like, you know, yeah, like, yeah, almost, yeah. almost. And I'm like, geez, that obviously <laughs> didn't go over. That didn't yeah. go very well. Oh, I so hate I, that shit. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I went home and, uh, it, it's funny story. I totally remember this. I was talking to my mom the next day. She goes, How, how'd your date go? And I was like, well, this girl doesn't like me at all. Like, I don't <laughs> even know why. I don't even know why she agreed to, to go out with me and why I, I don't, I, I was like, she doesn't like your me. confidence. Just like, oh dude i was buried i was buried i was like i i was completely buried i, I couldn't figure it out because i thought things went pretty well i thought we were vibing but clearly I, I i was like i don't know what to do so i didn't like i didn't text her for you know a couple of days she ends up texting me um we ended up going out a couple of days later and uh you know i obviously found out she was just really shy and, and uh we kind of hit it off from there we ended up going to uh amsterdam together during the lockout for a couple months we came back to vancouver and stuff and wow so after how long so wait you 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 guys are you guys just met dating yeah we're dating for like you know we're hanging out for maybe two months and And then boom we're going to amsterdam and i was i didn't even know if i was gonna play i literally called my agent i'm like okay yeah it's through the lot yeah I was like, how, how long is this like lockout going to be? What do you think? He's like, man, it could be the whole year. I said, okay, I want to go play in Europe somewhere. Find me a place to go. And he's like, calls me back like two hours later. He's like, okay, I found you a place in Amsterdam. And I was okay, like, that's have, okay, cool. And I was like, <laughs> they, have, they have a league in Amsterdam. What are you talking about? So I was like, I'm, I'm in, I'm in, I'm going. And then, um, and I was like, well, I might be there for six, seven months. Like I have never felt this way about anybody. So nice. like, that's I like, what i want to know bro i want, want to know these details bro yeah, okay like yeah. fact, like, we don't gotta we don't we, we yeah. shy away from these emotions you know what i mean so yeah yeah so this is where it was where you know i, I had a lot a lot of fun the last couple of years and i wasn't really serious about dating anyone but i was like i, I can't go away from eight months and do long distance like i want to be with this girl i'm crazy about her so i asked her i was like hey this is might sound crazy um but like do you want to come with me i don't know how long it'll be it might only be a few nice. weeks it might be six, seven months. I don't know what to tell you. And she was in, which uh, was was really cool to me. I, I really, that, that was big for me because I understood at that time, hey, like my life is not going to be certain for the next 10 years. So I hope you're okay with that. And, and, you know, we clearly just met each other. She was down and it was crazy because I went from, you know, not having a girlfriend and living a wildlife in Vancouver. And now I'm living with this girl I just met. And that's when you really find out if, if you really like somebody, when you, when you are thrust in a situation like that, very quickly, you find out if you guys mesh and it, it was, it was awesome. Um, you know, we, we were treated so well there and we did a lot of stuff with younger kids. And, and so you did, did play, stuff. sorry, you did play in Amsterdam finally. Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I did okay. go play. We ended up playing for about three, four months and then, uh, and then the lockout ended, we came back to Vancouver together. Um, but it was, it was just cool. We, we learned a ton about each other in those few months um in a you know obviously 
living in Europe, we can't talk to anybody else. It wasn't like we had a lot of other stuff yeah. to do. So it was, it was just me and her all the time. And, um, you know, we found out pretty quickly that we really, really liked each other. Um, and that was kind of, I don't know, you know, to this day, if, if, if I would have went away and she wouldn't have came with me, I don't know where we'd be right now, to be honest with you. I think, you know, that was a huge leap of faith on both our sides to, to kind of like, it was crazy. Um, but obviously it, it turned out great for us. And like I said, we came back to Vancouver and, um, you know, it was a lot easier living back over here and having things to do for her, but it was, uh, it was a, a pretty crazy story. So, um, that's so sick. That's so sick, dude. Okay. Uh, my next question about relationships. Uh, so you get back from Amsterdam. Now you guys are like, did you, did you drop the L word? Like, I, I, did you drop that in Amsterdam or? Yeah. Oh yeah. For sure. For sure, man. I, I, you know, I, it was just something different about her. I don't know what it was. And it wasn't like, you know, she was playing the role like, Oh, you're not a hockey player. I don't know what you do and stuff like that. It was just something different about her. It wasn't, it was refreshing. Uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was refreshing. Obviously, you know, spending the last year and a half or whatever it is in Vancouver, um, everybody in that city knew exactly who it was. And I don't know if my mind, what was like, why well, I, I just know you don't like me for me. Like maybe that could have been on me. Uh, but I just felt like every person, every girl I met there uh, was like, okay, you're talking to me because you know who I am. And, that, and that's yeah. it. Like that was kind of the vibe I you had. You felt so was, that Lauren liked you for you. Yeah. I just, I just a hundred percent. I didn't get the vibe that she really cared about, about what I did. And I think, I, I don't know if it was the first girl that I felt that way about that. It was, you know, I, I just know for a fact, she likes me for me, nice. um, but it, but it was, it was, it was huge. And then I, I really liked the fact that she took a jump. Like, you know, she, she was like, okay, I'm going with you. I don't really know this guy, uh, but we're taking a jump. And then obviously, like I said, we, we fell in love pretty quick there and we, we dropped the album pretty quick there. That's awesome. Okay. Now, so you get back, you're playing in the NHL all is well. And uh, from Vancouver, didn't you get traded to you got Montreal? Yeah. You got traded to Montreal yeah. and Lauren came with you. Yeah, for sure. It, how was my, that? How was like now she's like kind of like a not a hockey wife at that time, but like you know how how was I'm assuming that's a struggle. Like I don't know. Like I, I like. Yeah, it was. You know what was was another thing just to kind of rewind a little bit was yeah, sure. you know we, we I was making literally next to nothing in Amsterdam. I had to pay insurance to cover my contract back over here. So what they were paying me was, was barely over that. Like I was paying out of my pocket to play there just to play. So I was ready. Yeah. When the NHL came out. So it wasn't like we were living a big lavish lifestyle together over there. It was, it yeah. was pretty simple and cooking dinners at home and it wasn't very lavish. And then, um, you know, it felt good on my side to get back to, you know, what I was used to live in the past couple of years where, you know, we had a nice apartment and we could for go sure, for nice man, dinners. For sure. And, and I could take her out to nice dinners and, and, you know, get her a nice gift from time to time, but it didn't, it never changed for her. She, she was the same when we were, you know, making, I was making horrible meals at home for her. I'm a lot better now. I wasn't, oh, yeah, at the time. Yeah. but you know, nothing changed for me. And I, I didn't see a change from her when we were living like nothing. And then, you know, we, we could do whatever we wanted. There, there wasn't a change. And that was, probably the biggest factor for me um and then you know we go from vancouver to montreal uh we we first have hunter you throw a kid into the mix which is a big change um but it it didn't seem 
I don't know. People always, you know, I was young. We had Hunter at 20. Well, we had Hunter at 24. So, um, you know, that, that's pretty young to have your first child. Yeah. I think now, nowadays, um, but everything just, it just seemed to work with Lauren. Um, it, it just felt smooth. I, I didn't feel overwhelmed. I didn't feel like, holy smokes, why am I doing this? It just, it just felt really, really good. And, and, you know, you go from the year before where, okay, you know, I'm partying and I'm out every night. And then, you know, now you have somebody, you know, that, that I've never had a relationship like, like that before where, you know, it didn't matter what happened at the game. I didn't need to impress her to do anything. She just loved me for me. And that was, that was, that was so huge for me. Were you always, uh, that actually, that I, I like that, that's like a, a feel good kind of story right there. That's awesome. Yeah. Were you it always, is. were you always like, um, were you like a lover boy growing up? Uh, like, were you like in relationships growing up or like, uh, was this like, was all this new to you? Yeah. I mean, I, I had relationships before, um, but it wasn't like, you know, you have girlfriend in high yeah, school. Yeah. Okay. That's, yeah. That's why I want, you know, that. like, like, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I, I had, I had girlfriends and then, you know, I had a, a girlfriend that I, that I, you know, I had junior and stuff, but, uh, I don't know. This was just, even when I look back on it now, I'm going to be 34 this summer. Like, you know, if my son is getting married and having a kid at 23, 24, I'm going to be like, you're crazy. Cause it's just, <laughs> it, you're, you are so young, but there's so much. Uh, yeah. Yeah. There's just so much that, you know, you can, you can do and not that a kid ever hinders you, but um, it, it's, it, to me, it would seem crazy, but being in it, it, it just, it, ever, the timing was, was, was right for me. I never thought I would be getting married at 25 or having a kid at 24 and, you know, whatever we were engaged at 23, whatever it was. Uh, I, I never thought say 18, 19, I would be at that stage so quickly. Um, but I, I don't want to use the cliche when you know, you know, but I just, when, when I was know, living, you know. you know, but it's, it truly is when, you know, I, I went from, you know, quickly, we, we, we didn't have a lot. And then, you know, we, we were at, had everything, um, you know, to not see a change in the way she treated me and, and the way that she loved me. That was, that was, that was everything. That's fantastic, dude. So now, fast forward to present day. We are April 4th today? April 5th. We're April 5th, 2022. Uh, you officially retired. We're going to get into that uh, uh, soon. And now you're more present at home. Uh, well, you're, you're, you're at home. You're not traveling anymore. Uh, family's, com- uh, family's complete. You guys are yeah. having... Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no. <laughs> yeah. Um, so where are you guys at now? If you guys, if you don't mind me asking, like uh, you guys no. are hella happy, but you know, social media, it's not like people post, you know, uh, the fights, you know what I mean? It's all about uh, highlight reel, but uh, of, there's one thing of, that you guys shout to me is, uh, well, from what I've seen at Costco, you know, you guys look really fucking comfortable. You guys look really happy. So uh, tell us where, where are you guys at now? Yes. So, you know, just to rewind quickly, we finished in the bubble in 2020. And, um, you know, I got home end of August. And, you know, we weren't sure when that season was going to start. And I I had a contract in Switzerland. So that was a weird time in our life where I thought I was going to go play, I ended up not going. And then, you know, September, October, November, December of 2020, we spent four months at home together where, you know, I've never in my life since I was had that kind of time together with each other and not playing hockey. And it was difficult for me. Um, really? 
it, it was very difficult because I, I wasn't finished playing yet. I, I, I was like, yeah, okay, yeah. I'm, I'm going to play one more year in the NHL. And I had some tryout offers, but it was like the rinks were closed. I couldn't train. I'm living when we don't have that many NHLers in Winnipeg. It's not like it was a secret skating group. So I didn't, I didn't have a contract offer. I had tryout offers and I hadn't skated in four months and the training camps were 10 days. So I was like, okay, I'm not going to do this. So I ended up taking the year off, which I felt that peace when I said, okay, I'm, I'm done in the NHL. I'm not going to play. I'm going to go have a career uh, in Europe for a couple of years. But it was difficult for us. That was probably the most difficult time we've had. Where That was my question I wanted to get to, yeah. For sure, where, you know, every single day we're together and it's like, it's there's no time apart where we've spent our whole life, I'm gone a week, I'm here. I'm gone a week, I'm here. You guys feel like your own dynamic. Essentially, you know, and it, and it worked. It worked and it was great. But now we had to, you know, navigate through always being together. Lauren's very independent, really loves her alone time. As do I, obviously, not not that I knew that at the time, but I've spent my whole life traveling. I, whether, yeah. you know, for the last 10 years, you know, you're traveling and you're in these warm cities and great climates and beautiful hotels. You, you miss that aspect of it where you have some time to yourself. And I didn't realize how important it really was. And so we worked through that. And then obviously I left for seven months to go play in Sweden, um, had our time apart terrible i missed them like crazy which was was why i kind of called their quits early and came back yeah i um, want to talk about that after too yeah, yeah. we're talking when you're we'll, in sweden we'll get to that one but um and 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 here we are now you know i've been home for six weeks now and we're starting a new phase where like there's no i'm not going anywhere ever again like i'm retired i'm nice, done playing man. hockey so we're we're working our way through um i don't think we're at a stage where like we've had any issues yet just because I think I was away for seven months. So we're still missing each other. Yeah. Um, But, but I I think we'll get there. I think because, you know, we've lived that dynamic for so long that it it is, it is difficult. Um, You know, throw in the fact we've been living at the lake We're we're starting to build a new house. I think that throws in some, um, some new dynamics where I'm going to have some different stuff to do. And I, I have some other work stuff that I do. So that's something uh, else I like to talk to you about too. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. No worries. No worries. So uh, I think, we're, you know, we're, we're as good as, as I think you can be. Um, that's awesome. I think, man. I, I think to, to say, you know, we've been together by almost over 10 years, you know, we'll be married eight years this summer. Um, nice. It's, it's, when? I, uh, July 11th. Oh, no way, dude. July 10th. No way. Yeah. That's so funny, bro. <laughs> good day. Good timing. Good wow, timing. Wow. Did we it's just good. become best friends, Dale? I Sorry. think so. There's good timing around there, man. Like, Six. you know what? I, you see so many people, their marriages, they're like at, at year seven and year eight. And it's like, you know, that's where we hit this rough part and we, we divorce. And there's a lot of divorces, obviously, at every age. But I think it was like seven to nine is where the most divorces happen. Uh, in long-term relationships. And I don't know if, because for us, we've been away from each other so much. It, it honestly still feels fresh. Um, we have a lot of date nights. We have a ton of fun together. I think we both are obsessed with our kids. And I think that's what we have a lot in common. We have a, a really close knit family. We don't have a lot of, that is true. Yeah, that is, we don't, true, we, we don't, we don't have a lot of outside friends. We have a lot of close friends. We have a very small group of friends and, uh, and I think that that contributes to, to our happiness for sure, too. That's fantastic, man. All right. Now, what happened in Sweden? Because I saw that 
that post that the, the, the coach posted or whatever. And I messaged you and I messaged Lauren. I was like, yo, what the hell was up with that? Like that sounded, so tell me what happened with that. So you went over to Sweden to play. Oh man, that was the worst experience I've ever had in my life doing anything. Um, <laughs> it's just, it's, it was, it was horrible from the time I got there. It was horrible. Um, the apartment they put me in, I was supposed to come with my family. I wanted to go check it out first. To yeah, see if you it told was, me. Yeah, exactly. I wanted to see if it was actually feasible. I had a two bedroom apartment. One bedroom was like probably like five feet by four feet. Nice. Um, and it had no bed. There was one bed in the whole apartment, no blinds, no nothing. And I looked at the GM. I'm like, you want me to bring my family to this? And he's like, yeah, it's, uh, you know, we'll get it fixed up for you. I was like, no, I'm not bringing my family here. Um, then, you know, the hockey side of things, like just little things that you appreciate when, when you play in North America, um, you know, like I showed up there, I was like, okay, like, you know, you come to the Montreal Canadians, you get traded to the Montreal Canadians. They have workout shoes for you. You have the team outfit, you have all this stuff. You come to this place, you know, I, I can't even get a pair of shoes. You can't get like nothing. It was so low budget to me. And it was. I was, I was taken back because I played in Amsterdam. I got treated tremendous. It nice. run like a, they ran it like an NHL team. And you would think league, Sweden is like, you know, it's a pretty it's, big, it's, it's considered like the third best league. Yeah. yeah like Russia, Russia, Switzerland, and Sweden's right there. Like this is a top, top European league. And it was an absolute joke. Uh, the trainers were only there. Like, well, sorry, we had one medical trainer. He wasn't there every day which is nice. the craziest thing, craziest thing I've ever heard. The, the strength trainer was not there every day. The gym was down the block. There wasn't even a, a, a gym in the rink for the team. I had to put my, at times I had to put a winter coat on. I had to walk down the street to go to a local gym and work out. I was like, what is going on here? Hotels, um, you know, Swedish thing is like, single beds, two, two single beds pushed together. That's like their king beds. Nice. That's what, like, so I go to a hotel, you're sharing a room with a guy and you're sleeping on a single bed and you know, you're, you're driving nine hours to games on a bus, which I haven't <laughs> done in like 15 years. We're stopping at gas stations to eat. Like I'm eating like these hot dogs with like cheese in the middle. Like what, are, what are we talking about here? Wow. It was just, I was just mind blown. And the league, like, you know, the, I don't know their style of play is horrible. Um, it's big ice. It should be creative and fast and open. Yeah. It's just, oh, the Swedish hockey is horrible. And that's no disrespect to the players. There's so many talented, good players there, but the style of play is awful. Okay. There's so much clutching and grabbing and playing in tight areas and shrinking. So you wouldn't suggest that any of the listeners uh, uh, Sweden's a great country. I suggest if you want to go to Sweden and do to nothing visit with as a tourist, yeah, yeah beautiful, yeah. beautiful. If you want to go watch hockey, play hockey, don't ever do it. If okay, I see gotcha. if I see a North American that is going signing in Sweden, I'm immediately messaging him on Instagram and telling him, "Do not do this." You heard it from Mister Weiss himself, folks. I hundred percent. Oh, it was just, it was just ridiculous, really ridiculous. So, um, you got home. And you officially uh, called it quits. And you had one hell of a sick career. I remember vividly, 
Uh, we're going to get into that too, you know, uh, with the Eastern Conference Finals, I think it was, uh, with us, with, with the Habs, I believe. Absolutely. I oh, yeah. And um, I remember, so I didn't make the 2012 Olympics. I never went to the Olympics, by the way, but I was pretty close. And uh, I remember I, I gave myself, okay, if I don't make 2016, I'm calling it quits because for me, at a certain point, as you get older, um, it starts to feel like it's a job and it's not fun. And um, I finally kind of like woke up in a way and I was like, what am I doing? And uh, I, w- I would like to know, because um, when I talk to kids, you know what I mean? I-, I tell them like, we just spoke about it before, but uh, like, so two questions with this, like when did you feel it was time Obviously, Sweden maybe helped that, but, but, and number two, if there's anyone dealing with that, anyone either our age who feels like uh, they kind of felt, uh, they, they never really uh, accepted, accepted, uh, you know, when, when it was time, because a lot, especially with men, we're so used to like, we're providers, right, from the ancestry days, right, we're hunters. You know what I mean? The women they're gatherers, like we are the ones who provide. We we hold our emotions in. And it's like no weakness. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of my uh, fellow teammates were like, like, I wish I could have uh, done it differently. And so with that being said, uh, how did you come to acceptance with retirement? And if there's any... Uh, you know, um, anything you could say to the ones who, you know, are going towards there? Yeah, it was, you know, it, it kind of slowly came on for me over the years. So my favorite time playing in the NHL was obviously in Montreal. There's, there's, that's no surprise. 14, 15. Are you uh, being 15, serious? Like, or are you just talking to me? Like, no, no, hundred percent, hundred percent. So, nice. And then 15, 16, I got traded, man, and it, and it crushed my soul. Um, you went to Philadelphia, I, I believe. Yeah, uh, well, traded to Chicago, and then I signed with yes, Philly in the sure. offseason. Yeah. But yeah. when I got when I got traded to Chicago, um, I don't know. It just ripped my soul out. It, it, it I gave everything to Montreal. I, I never wanted to leave. I wanted to stay there. Really? And the fact that the fact that Burge never made me a contract offer, like to this day, still still crushes me. Um, I still haven't uh, read. I still haven't listened to that podcast where you uh, apparently yeah. you rip him, right? Yeah. So it was it, it it was tough. So then I went to Chicago. I signed with Philly. I get my biggest deal of my whole contract. I get a really like you know I worked my whole life to get to that stage, and that was kind of a feeling for me. Like it was such a feel good moment. Like wow, like. I you finally got to that level like that. When I signed that contract, I was like, okay, now I finally made it. And I went to Philly and I had the time of my life with my family there and I loved it off ice, but every single year there, it just, my love for the game was going like this. I was barely playing. I was in and out of the lineup, the coach, like I never got a chance. They signed me to this big deal. And from day one, I never got a chance to like prove myself. And it was like, Okay, I grinded. I grinded so hard. I worked so hard, and I finally got it. And now I'm back here again. Just comes to show, money doesn't mean shit. It means zero. That's why I, I tell people that every day. It means nothing. It's the smallest part. And I, it was miserable. I was so depressed. Like every single day, I could not wait to get out of the rink. I'm out of the rink. Okay, boom. I'm gonna have a good day now. Then I go back. Fuck. I gotta go to the rink again tomorrow. I gotta wow, practice. Wow, man. And it's boom, boom, boom. 
Then I get traded back to Montreal. And I, I think I practiced one day with Montreal. Then I got sent down to the minors because it was a, I don't know, a salary cap thing. Uh, I played for a week. Then I came up. I played three games. I didn't play a lot. And then I was scratched for like a month in a row. And like I thought maybe going back to Montreal would flip the switch for me. But it, it just never did. And it was like, man, here we go again. The season ended. We missed the playoffs. I was like, thank God. That was a long year. I can't wait to get home. I have summer. I reset my mind. I work my yeah. ass off. I, co- I come back in great shape. I have a great training camp. And then I get sent to the minors. And I'm like, holy so smokes, man. Yeah, I get sent to yeah, Laval. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm living in Broussard. I'm driving an hour and a half each way to practice in games every day. It's like, man, what am I doing with my life? Like, I don't, this isn't fun anymore. Yeah. Um, I'm listening to podcasts about real estate and other things. I was like, I have so many other interests that are firing me up that I would much rather be doing than sitting in traffic, going somewhere that I absolutely hate. Then I got called up January 1st, 2020. And the switch flipped for me. Like I loved it. I was playing well, I was playing a ton. Um, and then COVID hits March 12th, whatever it is. Yeah. We get, we get shut down. And I'm, I'm at home for a couple of months. COVID's crazy. This is when I'm like, okay. like Yeah, you sent me a message with that huge lineup in Winnipeg, uh, Costco. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. And <laughs> and so I'm like, okay, maybe I need to go take my family to Europe and go travel the world a little bit and try that. So I got my deal in place with Switzerland. Then I go to the bubble. And during that two-week training camp, I outplayed guys and I actually get in the starting lineup. So I'm playing, I'm playing. Uh, we beat Pittsburgh there. Obviously a huge upset. We play Philly in the first game. We lost, I think it was 3-2. And then I get scratched again. And I didn't play for the rest of the series. And at that point, I'm like, holy smokes. Like, I, I don't even know if I want to play anymore. Like, this is, I'm, I'm so tired of this. It's a job. Like, hockey never used to be a job for me. Yeah. I don't, I don't care how much money I make. I don't want to do this anymore. And so I went home. I called, I told my agent, I was like, cancel the Switzerland deal. Like, I don't want to play. And that's why it was easy for me to take that year off. And like, I got to experience like Halloween with my family and do Christmas, you know, with my mom and dad and my brother, just things I haven't been able to do in 15 years. Wow. And, and I, and I loved it and I enjoyed it. But for some reason, like inside, I felt like I still had something to prove and I still had to go play because I didn't quite have it out of my system yet. And then I went to Sweden and I was fired up and I had a great training camp. I felt good. Last game of the exhibition schedule. I, I, uh, sprained my MCL and it was like, oh, is this like God telling me that I should have hung him up? Like, what am I doing? And I, and, and another thing about really quickly, like I had to get, find my own MRI. I'm driving around Sweden. I'm doing my own rehab. Like it was oh, such, yeah. a, such a joke. And I come back after three weeks, way too fast. I've never had an MCL injury before. There's no doctors telling me this doesn't feel right. We need to re-MRI to make sure, you know, let's get a look at it. Nobody's saying anything. So I'm like, as a, as a man, as a hockey player, you're like, fuck it. I'm fine. Yeah, I'll exactly. Me, I feel good. I'll play. I want to play. I haven't played in a year and a half. I want to play. Second period, first shift. I like go to make a move. My leg gets stuck. The guy comes right through my leg again. Exact right. same, exact same feeling. Uh, I go back to the doctors, same guy that I had do the MRI. He's like, this never healed. It looks exactly the same as it did uh, four, three weeks ago. So you got to take six weeks off. So I told the GM, I was like, Hey, I got to go home. 
Like if I'm going to be here for six weeks, I'm rehabbing myself anyways. I'm going home. I went home for two weeks. I should have stayed here. Um, I was like, man. Yeah, you surprised. Okay. That's when you surprise your family. Yeah. I, I was like, I, I miss my kids. What am I doing? And then from that day on, when I went back to Sweden, every single day was an absolute chore to go to the rink. It was like, I hate this. I don't enjoy playing. I don't want to do this anymore. What made you uh, like, okay, it's done. Like I'm, I'm happily retired. When was that? Yeah, just, um, you know, when I, when we, I had the, the, the conversation with that GM and we were like, okay, like this is it. I'm, I'm done. I want to go home. Uh, it was honestly like such a good feeling inside. I Cause was you like, were alone. Is... I remember yeah. I, you were watching Ozarks. I was, li- I was talking to you and, yeah. uh, I just said, like, I told you just, if, if ever, like, I just wanted to let you know, like, you know, like I respect you. Like, I hope you would get to enjoy your career, whatever. And you should be proud of that. And, uh, you were alone in Sweden. Obviously you were frustrated. You just left your family. Um, yeah. so like, was when you were sitting with the gm like i just want to like i just want to know you're happy bro i just want to know if like it was like uh yeah it was it was you know what i i think deep inside because i'm such a competitor i i maybe wish things went a little different there i wish i went in and had a healthy year played great and said hey like see you later i had a great year now i'm done um just as the competitor inside of me that would always there's nothing i could have done different you get injured that's part of sports exactly um, but I, I'm at peace with it. I'm at peace. I'm, I'm happy to, I got home. Everything felt right to me. Um, you know, I get to wake up with my kids every day. I get to wake up with my wife. I don't have any ounce of me that wants to watch hockey. I don't want to play hockey. Really? I, cool, I could, cool, cool. I could take my gear. I could throw it in the fire pit and I, I would not think twice about it. Wow. Good for you, man. All right. So look, happily retired and you are making, you're going to be on million dollar listings, uh, the on <laughs> version. You're very big into real estate. Yeah, absolutely. Like, no, sorry, go on. I, I just want to know, like, what, what made you get into that? Uh, you know, like, and how, how's it going now? Cause you're making some moves, bro. Yeah. I've always, uh, I've always been interested in it. Um, a couple of guys when I was in the American league, when I was younger, American league guys that, you know, were making 70, 80,000 a year, not guys that were making them, you know, a couple of million dollars were like, Hey, I'm going to play for five years, but I can do this with my money and I can make this, this, this. And it always intrigued me as a younger guy. Um, and that kind of gave me the bug when I, when I was younger and, um, you know, just over the years I played hockey, I put my money away, save it, save, save it. I put my money away and save it. And, you know, 2020, like I said, driving to Laval every day, I'm hammering podcasts. I'm reading books. Yeah. I'm focusing all my energy on real estate and learning as much as I can. Uh, and then COVID hits, which was a perfect time too, to keep learning. Um, you know, I had a couple of mentors and I'm watching YouTube videos and I'm reading books. I'm learning absolutely everything I can. Um, and then obviously, you know, you watch your money in a matter of two weeks, get cut in half by something that you had no control over. Uh, that was something totally. that really, re- that, yeah, that really resonated with me. So I was like, okay, this is not a long-term play for me. So, uh, you know, I was like, I, I got to jump into real estate. I had some buddies uh, that, that were making some big moves in Winnipeg that have been good mentors for me. I said, Hey, I got to get into something like, show me how to do it. And they were very willing and open and helped me, um, you know, and started developing some small apartment blocks. I got, uh, I did uh, my first six plex 
was uh, well, it's just about a year now that uh, we're yep. coming up on re- renewals and everything. And then my second one, uh, I'm get I'll be finished next week. We'll be uh, fully fully leased by May first, and then I just got approved. Um, for another one it's a 27 unit so it's a big one so i'm pretty excited about that and you're you're the only uh like you're alone in this project yeah you- yeah i yeah i own all of them 100 myself which wow uh, so how many doors do you have right now yeah so this would be the 27 uh and then the 12 probably 39 and then i had 20 i have 20 other ones uh 20 units so that's fantastic you know, yeah. dude yeah so yeah, i'm pretty um, excited I'm actually, uh, I'm actually going to be interviewing uh, a real estate agent, a very good friend of mine. And uh, yeah, ever since I bought my house, I wanna, I've been looking into it, but you know, my Costco hey. salary ain't the, who knows hey. this podcast, we'll see what happens, bro. But yeah, uh, that's I... one thing I, I've always had a horrible relationship with money, horrible relationship with money. And uh, <laughs> but all like, I just. I don't know. I can't explain it, but um, I really had to check myself once COVID hit. Like you, COVID was kind of like a blessing in the skies for me. For sure. So, um, okay, Dale, super happy that you joined this. I got two more questions for you. Okay, and these are like, these are like the the kind of not saying that everything else wasn't interesting, but I really want to ask this. All right. So okay, hit me first, with- first question: When you sign your big contract, like your first big contract when you were younger, okay. Um, how'd you spend your million dollars? So my first one, um, you know, this is, this is a funny story. You know, earlier we talked about, you know, I wanted an escalate for so yeah. long. I wanted an escalate for so long. And this was in 20, uh, sorry, 2008. When how I signed. old were you? Uh, I was 20. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. What'd you do, bro? <laughs> and so, you know, you, you, you get the signing bonus and, I've won an Escalade for the crazy thing is when I was looking at Escalades at that time, brand new Escalades were 50 grand in 2008. Good times. 50 grand for a brand new one. And I, I again, I've never had this money before. Again, I was like, man, am I going to spend that on an Escalade? You're and, alone too, right? Yeah. You're alone. Yeah, I'm, I'm in, I'm in uh Hartford, Hartford, Connecticut. And you know, I'm trying to, I got this, I got all this money all of a sudden I was making a hundred bucks every two weeks the year before all of a sudden I got a big signing bonus and uh I eventually settled on a truck I uh I bought a Lincoln Mark LT and the craziest thing ever, truck. that's like vi- that's was, like president you, shit oh I, I, this is a great story so again you know I, I think I ended up paying 27.5 for it brand new in 2008 because obviously they had the recession yeah like the world the world was ending in the state so you had the best time to buy a vehicle. i should have yeah. i should have bought a ferrari at that time but uh you know it it, it was huge for me i got that truck man it, it was like the highlight of my life and then um i signed my first nhl one way and i got a chance to give that truck to my dad which was a pretty cool experience nice man. Uh, when i was 18 he bought me an s10 and it was like and it was like six grand or something it was a lot of money for my dad and um you know i remember how like stressed out he was and i said dad don't worry i said a I couple got years a couple years i'm gonna give this truck back to you it only took two years i gave him that truck back he drove that one and then two years later i ended up giving him the lincoln brand new which was you know it literally had like 20,000 kilometers on it by the time I was finished. And he still to this day doesn't drive it in the in the in the winter. He no, puts it away. He puts it away in the I gotta send you a picture, man. It's a sick truck. Like he keeps it so mint, barely drives it. So that was a that was a cool moment. Okay, so other than uh cars, were any like jewelry, like 
like no yeah. no so i I, uh, I bought that truck and then i i stashed away a bunch and then uh a couple years later i ended up buying my my cabin um you know that was my down payment for a cabin so i didn't buy i didn't buy anything crazy just uh, the truck obviously what seemed like a lot to me at that time and then i uh, i put the other money into my uh my lake house nice okay so i want to read something this is my next question perfect all right. This is my next and last question. After that, you're done, buddy. I can't thank you enough. All right. Hey, no worries. Now, I'm reading this from the newspaper, the Gazette. Okay. Montreal right. Canadiens defeated Boston 3-1 in game seven of their Eastern Conference semifinals. Habs forward Dale Weiss claimed Bruins bruiser Milan Lucic threatened him as well as teammate Alexi Emelin. Now, I would love to know, and you got to look, I need to ask you this because I work at Costco and I'll, yeah. you see my videos, you laugh at my videos. Oh, the yeah. language that I learn is like astonishing, right? And yeah. so I work with like, we call this in French, les boys de shop, like shop boys, you know, like factory guys. Yeah. And uh, everyone thinks they know everything about every player and player's mom and like what's happening. <laughs> so I would love to, because that was a huge deal. I would, and oh, you yeah. played fantastic in that series. I remember that. Um, what did Lucic actually tell you? And like, how did it go down? Like, what? Just tell me everything. Yeah, man. He I, he was just so they he was him and Sean Thornton were so fired up from the series. Um, I had them so fired up. So. Back in January, when I was with Vancouver, I I didn't even fake glove drop him. You can go watch on YouTube. Everyone's like, "You fake glove drop Sean Thornton." That's like, no, I didn't. I wasn't gonna I wasn't gonna fight him. So I fought someone in the first period, maybe Nathan Horton or something. And then the second period, I'm lining up, and Adam McQuaid is yelling at me. He goes, "Let's go, let's go." He's I said, okay. Yeah, he's a real tough guy. And I was Islander, like, "Yeah." And there's no easy option there. Like Sean Thornton, and Adam McQuaid, they're both really, really tough. And I was like, okay, I'll, I'll fight you. Like, I don't have a choice. Obviously, you guys are going to chase me around the ice, so I'll fight you. And then all of a sudden, I'm standing there. The You know, he drops the puck, and Sean Thornton drops his gloves. And I'm like, fuck, I'm not fighting you. Like, <laughs> what good. am I? what's going on here? So that was a big thing. Then obviously, I get traded in Montreal a month later. We ended up playing in the playoffs that year. So Sean Thornton was already hated me. And I had him and Lucci so fired up in the series because I wouldn't fight them. You know, I'd stare at them. I'd finish my checks on them. I'd slash them. You know, we'd get into it a little bit, but like I, I just wasn't fighting them and they'd get so mad. And then I did the chest pounding thing that Lucic did the game before that really, really pissed him off. And then, you know, we get in the handshake line and I think he was so pissed because they lost. Obviously that team they had like 120 points, first place in the conference. They were supposed to win the Stanley Cup. And yeah, it's grabs, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, you're going through the line and everybody, you know, just, hey, good series, good series. It's not Sean Thornton grabs, hey, good series. And I see him like he's grabbing people's hands all aggressive. And like, I'm like, well, fuck, this, what's going to go on here? And I'm just waiting. I'm waiting. I got a little smirk on my face. He grabs my hand and he's like, I'm going to fucking kill you next year. You're a fucking pussy. I'm going to kill you. I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you. And I was like, I was so taken back. I didn't even know what to say. I was like, yeah, we saw, we saw all that. Okay. Like, what's going on here? Nothing ever came of it after. I think he was just in the heat of the moment, but uh I'd love to get, like, if I ran into him at a bar or something, I think we'd have a couple of good laughs together. Nice, man. Um, Dale, look, uh, I'll let you go. Uh, last thing, if there's one thing that you could tell uh, the next generation of athletes, uh, if you could say one thing to them, what would it be? Um, the one 
thing I would say, I think it's something that I've kind of reiterated throughout our whole interview here is if you're going to do something, be all in, you have to be all in that. That is how you're going to be successful at it. I made a career out of being all in every single day. And I, I out persisted everybody. I out dedicated everybody. I out committed everybody that you have to be all in and you have to be obsessed. You can't say I'm going to flip on the switch when it's game time and I'm not going to practice this hard. You can't make that decision. It becomes habits in your mind. Absolutely. The, you, your your mind has to be on every single time. Okay, I'm, I'm whether someone's training with you, I'm on now. Whether I'm on the ice, I'm on. You have to be all in all the time. Absolutely. Mr. Dale Weiss, man, I honestly, I can't thank you enough. You kind of pop my cherry when it comes to pop podcasting. <laughs> I'll never forget this. Uh, if ever I end up in Winnipeg, I will definitely, I'd love to give you a call. Uh, anytime and, um, uh, seriously thank you so much hopefully this isn't the last time we'll do an interview we'll just like shoot the shit another time or whatever but uh absolutely thank you so much man i can't hey, thank you enough no worries buddy anytime i'm happy to come on again and uh tell morgan i say hello and let's get that baby out yeah that gar- yo guaranteed um once the kid is born my right away my morgan wants to to, to put it in hockey and i was like whoa let's just <laughs> after what we just discussed let's just chill out here <laughs> beautiful man thanks hey i'm happy to come on anytime all right take it easy Dale. thank you so much L- later buddy later